mercies are new today. Help me rise like the morning sun. <laughs> Bless us. Amen and amen. Glory. We are glad that you are in the Lord's house today. Amen. Glad that you were able to be here. Um, thank you. And to those who are watching live, hello and welcome. We are glad to that you can see us. I, we can't see you, but we're glad to know that you are here with us and joining in. And those who will watch later, welcome. Glad that you could be here and, and glad that you chose to be here. Because you had a choice, you know. You could have been anywhere else, any other church that you could have gone to. Because there are plenty around here. But we thank you that you are here at the Cornelius Church of God. Next week is First Sunday Meal. We will plan to uh, to have First Sunday Meal. Just Again, it's the day after Shane's birthday. So whoever wants to bring lots of meat, y'all go right ahead. Um, <laughs> but we will. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we will have First Sunday Meal. We will. You will get a call for that. Now, our on my end, the app, it's, it's become not a phone call but an app so it's changed a little bit so fingers crossed that that I can get it to work properly I was sent the information but I have not yet set it up so if y'all don't get a call till late um, do understand that we are having for Sunday meal it's just me being inept um, but we, you, you will get a call for that also thank you to those who have brought things already for our shoe boxes who have been given some money for that we, we've been getting lots and so thank you thank you but don't stop the month of April is shower items because April showers. So if you want to bring washcloths, uh, if you want to bring bars of soap, anything like those little puffy things to, to wash with or, or sponge scrubbers, whatever it is, if you'd like to bring those things, thank you so very much, and we will gladly accept them. And uh, for the month of May, it is rainbow items. So uh, colored pencils, crayons or markers and coloring books okay so keep those things in mind and remember last week we talked about that the the really big coloring books are kind of like the really big thick ones are kind of hard to put into the box so if you couldn't get one of the smaller ones or if it's one of the thinner ones we can kind of roll it up but that's just a suggestion if you buy the big ones we will get a big shoe box to put it into no worries so keep those things in mind also, Mother's Day is in two weeks. If you're a mother, if you're a mother, you need to be here. If you have a mother, you need to be here with your mother. And if your mother is here, be here with her in two weeks. And uh, we've already had one person at least to make their video and turn it in. Thank you, Jasmine. But, uh, <laughs> but... I don't know if anyone else has, but if you have not yet made your video about what you love most about your mom or uh, what advice, the best advice your mom gave you or your best memory of your mom, or again, if you don't have good memories, then uh, your best memory of being a mom or someone else's mom, whatever. We would like to have a video because we're going to put it together for Sunday on Mother's Day and just have a really special time. So please do get those in to Jeff. If you do not have his number or his email address, let me know, and I will get it to you. Or let I'm sure that Lisa knows it, so uh, you know, let us know, and we will certainly provide you with that information. But get those things in. Any other announcements? I can't think of anything. Well, it's getting, I say not, we are six weeks away from homecoming 
six weeks away from homecoming, y'all. Yeah, we, yes, we want every single one of you here, every single one of you watching to be here, and we want those people who normally sit beside you to be here because homecoming, that's a big deal. We want you to, we want you to be in the Lord's house on homecoming. We'll be talking about different things between now and then, but, uh, but yes, please do be here. So I, I spoke to, in our class on Wednesday night, I asked them a question, which we had been asked um, a few, a month, two months ago. And so I'll pose it to y'all, and I, you, don't have to, you don't have to come up with anything right this second, but I do want you to be thinking about it. And in our series, you know, we've been talking about building and, and getting prepared and all that sort of thing. But if you, if, if money was no object... If people were abundant and if time was no factor, what would you like to see happen in our church? What kinds of ministries would you like to see happen? If we had a thousand people more than we have right now, or if we had millions of dollars in the bank, or whatever it is, what in, in your mind, what would you love to see happen? What type of ministry would you love to see happen in our church? So I want you to be thinking about it. And uh, we may ask you. I don't know. I hope that everyone uh, followed their challenge that they were given last week and challenge again. Contact someone that, uh, that you love and appreciate and tell them that you miss them. You want them to, you want to see them. All right. Let's stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, your blessings and grace. God, we thank you and we praise you because you are so good to us. Your mercies are new every morning, God. We are thankful that we can, we can go to bed with a, a, having a bad day, but in the morning, it is new, it is fresh, God, and that your grace comes down on us constantly. God, I thank you and I praise you that you work in us when we don't see it, when we don't understand what's going on, but God, there is nothing that surprises you. Father, I pray now that you would have your will and your way in every single life. God, there is no one who is here by accident, but there is each and every person is here because you have ordained their steps to be in your house today. Father God, I pray that your will be done in this place, that everything that we say and do would honor and please you. God, from the very first prayer to the very last prayer, that you be lifted up. God, I pray that you would speak to us today through your word, through praise and worship, through giving of offering, through, through praying for each other's requests. God, I just ask that you would speak to us, open our ears and our hearts so we can hear and respond. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, we will wait. Upon the Lord we will wait upon the Lord. Strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord our God. You reign forever, our hope, our strong deliverer. 
No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love No, my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love Shame no longer has a place to hide. I am not a captive to the lies. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. No, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. There's power that can break all very there's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. Power in your name. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love and my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Oh, I'm standing because my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I Stand in your love and my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Grace that taught 
my heart to fear and grace my fears relieve how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed that my chains are gone I've been set free my God, my Savior has ransomed me like a flood. His mercy unending love, amazing grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy this today. The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. Here will my shield and portion be as long as life endures cause my chains are gone I've been set free my God my Savior has ransomed me amazing grace and my chains are gone I've been set free my God my Savior has ransomed me like a flood His mercy reigns unending love Amazing grace. The earth shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine. But God who called me be forever mine, will be forever mine, and you are forever mine. Praise your name, Lord, praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There is a river of gladness that pours from Emmanuel's veins. 
The sinner was plunged beneath the flood and got saved. Since then I walk in forgiveness. All of my guilt was erased. The chains of the past, they are broken at last. I got saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've received nothing but goodness. I've tested and tasted His grace. I was so lost till I fell at His cross and got saved. Oh, I got saved, and I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of my Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? The love of God gave me His pardon. The love of God won't let me stay the same. The love of God pulls me up higher. His will is stronger, that's why I got saved. I'm undone by the mercies of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of my Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of my Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've got Jesus. How could I want more? Give him praise in this place today. He is so good. Thank you, Lord. Welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come at this time. Thank you for your gifts and for giving, for all that you do. Uh, you'd be surprised, probably, if I told you how much the deposits were every week, because I'm always surprised. I always think, well, we didn't have but just a few. But that few is holding up, and I really do appreciate it, and I thank you for it. Brother Wise, when you say blessing of the offering this morning, please. 
Pray for me this morning to sing about a shepherd boy. One by one, Jesse's son stood before the prophet. Their father knew a king would soon be found. Each one passed, except the last. No one thought to call him, for surely he would never wear a crown. And when others see a shepherd boy, God made me a king. Even though your life. 
It's good to see all of y'all here. It's already been a great service. I enjoy Brother Mike singing so much. And Jennifer, you can sing that song every week if you want to. That last song. <laughs> so uh, it's time to receive a prayer request this morning. I'm going to start off with Gretchen. She's not here this morning. She's not feeling well. So definitely want to pray for her. And I know if she was here, she would say, let's pray for Pop Pop and his back. And her dad's off away at work. And pray he gets home safe. So, so now it's... Sister Jordan. family, Sister Rhonda, Chad, and your kids, Sister Vicki, yes ma'am, not any spoken unspoken requests raise your, raise your hand and stand as we go to the Lord
this time to fellowship, if you will. Like a wildfire in my heart A Sunday morning, hallelujah And it's lasting all week long Can you hear it? Can you feel it?
praise the Lord. Amen. Okay, I think she was waiting on me. I tell you, I, I don't know if you can see what I see or not, but you are beautiful people. I'll tell you, those of you on TV, you're beautiful people. Or, huh? Oh, praise God. Hey, sir. I love you. You ain't God good. God is so good. And he continues to be good day after day. Let's keep on the, uh, what, what did we used to sing a song? Fire in line for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's win one in 21. Ask one question. If we quit listening to God, will he quit talking to us? Uh, wouldn't it be great if we just get a little closer to him? Oh, let him touch us and us touch him every day. Your prayers are wonderful. Thank you, all of you watching. And we've had some to call. Had a, had a uh, what do you call that, a conference call prayer. I'll tell you, there's, there's prayer going up. There's people being blessed everywhere. There's people being blessed everywhere. And if you miss a blessing, it's not God's fault. <laughs> it's not God's fault. I love you, and uh, let's keep on keeping on. Anything you need to know uh, about what's going on with the preacher, uh, well, don't ask about meanness when you ask. You know, any of the health stuff going on, you give my wife a buzz or a text. She'll fill you in, bring you up to date. I tell you, folks, I love you, and I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate all you're doing. Let's worship the Lord as the last few services has been great. I'm looking for this one to be great as well. Amen, 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 amen. Hey, not, no pressure to me. It's not on me. It's on the Lord. Lord, take care of it. Amen. Sorry. I, amen. Yeah, if, hey, I, all, I, all I do <laughs> is write down what he says, and um, if y'all don't hear and listen and and do what it is not my fault <laughs> it's between you because the lord said in his word that uh, the word would not return void but it would accomplish everything so it may not be for everybody but it is for somebody amen so we're continuing our thank you so much for being here live and in person and also watching online and someone said that Gretchen is watching online so hello Gretchen and Amanda too well, I'm sure that she's not there by herself watching but um, but hello so we are glad that you are here and we're continuing with our series if you have not had the opportunity to hear the series something wonky happened with the very first one I don't know what it was <laughs> Jeff had a um, had a question in to the people who run the it, it it showed up as a church in Brooklyn on our website I don't really know what happened so so it was something on their end and Jeff was going to put in a help desk ticket that's what it is. he put in a help desk ticket to try to get our message back to us and their stuff back to them but anyway we'll see what happens that was the first one uh, but the other two are are I see other two this is the second bless us the second one People in Brooklyn may be watching us. Hey, y'all in Brooklyn, glad to see you. 
Uh, but but this is our this is our third part in our series. Again, we don't know how long this is going to go. That's up to the Lord. But today we're going to talk about obstacles to progress. Whew. We're going to Nehemiah chapter four. Now you'll notice that we skipped over chapter three. We'll talk about that in just a second. Thus far in our series, the planning and prep has already occurred. Last week we were reminded to research because God is a planner. Request to ask big, because if God is your partner, make your plans large. And number three, relationships. Know who your people are. There are some people that are your people, and they are going to be with you through the building. There are some people who can go with you in the darkness and, and scope it out when everything looks bad. Um, and there are some people who just won't help you, and that's okay. And we got to know who those people are. So, in the chapter previous to this, chapter 3, we learn an important lesson. Uh, chapter 3 lists all the people who helped build the wall and specifies which section they each built. We are told that many of them built the section directly in front of their home. And from this, we remember that each of us has a mission field, even if it is very close to home. Each of us has someone that we can affect. Now, I've preached a message about this a couple of years ago so that's part of the reason that I was not gonna go into chapter three uh, if y'all are really super interested in the life and situation of Nehemiah please do read chapter three it is a whole lot of names and it says this this person built the dung gate and this and this and this person built the east gate and this and this I mean basically that's that's all it is but again the lesson that we learned from there is that each of us have even if it's right at home each of us have someone that we can reach in effect so we are going to chapter 4 today. And we'll start with verses 1 through 3. It says, But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren with the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was with, was, excuse me, was by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. <sighs> Told you we'd see them again. We open today with the enemies of the building. Once Sanballat realized that Nehemiah actually was serious about building, his insults turned to treachery. We'll see that in just a minute. But he began to mock them. He stood outside with the army, with the Sumerian army. He stood outside the walls and called out to the people who were building, Oh, will you fortify? And this word fortify means to loosen themselves. Will you sacrifice? We understand sacrifice will you make an end in a day and the idea is to accomplish something he said oh if you revive these stones out of the burned rubbish are you going to be able to to use what was burned down to rebuild and then Tobiah throws in an insult oh if a fox ran across your wall the wall would fall bless him the, the fox could tear it down Apparently, foxes were known to infest this particular area, so that was, that was something that could possibly happen, that the foxes would get inside the, the walls and tear it down. But also, in a spiritual sense, 
foxes are those little things that steal the new and prosperous fruit. We see, and we're not going to turn there, but if you're taking notes and you want to, Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15, Solomon says, Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that destroy the vines. And that's the, the idea here is that just this little fox could come and ruin something that was beginning, something that was new, something that was just getting started. And Tobiah is trying to make fun of them in, in this way. Then we see in verses 4 and 5, it says, Hear, O our God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of captivity, and cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Now when I read this, and we remember from a couple of weeks ago that this is Nehemiah's diary. This is his own personal journal. And so we'll see a lot of things that he says that we wouldn't necessarily say out in front of everybody. But Nehemiah had his journal displayed to everyone who's reading the Bible. And we see that here he, his reaction to this antagonism is stuff that we often want to say. But see, saying it to the Lord is one thing because the Lord can handle anything we say to him. Sometimes people think, oh, I don't want to I don't want to say that to the Lord. I need to be very proper in my praying. Oh, thou holy and gracious and mightiest of lords, thou art high and lifted up. And if you talk like that, that's fine. But sometimes I say things to the Lord that that I well, I use words that my mama doesn't even like uh, because the Lord knows <laughs> it's not any it's not any it's not any cussing words. It's just words that she doesn't like but the lord knows that i that i use those words when i'm not around her anyway so i might as well say them to him the lord can handle anything that we bring to him and here nehemiah is bringing his his upsets to the lord he's saying lord these people are causing everyone to be discouraged these people are are making fun of us they're causing us to to be a derision to all those in our area all those who are workers god please take care of them but just remember when you want to say it to the person. Because here he's praying. But when you want to say it to the person, remember that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So saying it to the Lord, asking the Lord to take care of it, that's probably best. <clears throat> In verses 6 through 9 it says, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. Oh my. But it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. So it says that the wall was joined, and here this word means to tie physically. But in a mental or spiritual sense, it means to be bound in love, which I thought was really interesting, that the people had a mind to work. The people had come together in unity, and they were bound together in love. 
And this is something that caused the wall to be rebuilt. When the enemies realized that the walls were made up, and this word made up in Hebrew means restoring of soundness, wholeness, or health, they conspired. This word conspired is the same one that was used for joined in verse 6. So they conspired, they came together, not in love, but in treachery. They came together in order to cause injury to the wall that was made whole. But we see here prayer and preparation. Nehemiah's great strengths have come into play. The people talk to God about the enemy and then set up a watch against them. So the first thing in all these cases, the first thing that Nehemiah does is to pray, but he also gets prepared. Again, a, a sign for us, a lesson that we all need to learn that the first reaction should always be prayer, and then we do what we can. We do our part to prepare for whatever is going to come against us. In verses 10 through 14, it says, And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, From all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. Therefore said I in the lower places behind the wall, and on the higher places, I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Because if it's not one thing, it's another. Hmm. <laughs> Amen. And I'm, that, ha, that seems to happen for some people even more than others. But if it's not one thing, it's another. So here in this section, it says that some of the tribe of Judah came to Nehemiah and they said the strength. And I, I, I wrote it down exactly how it was written here because it, it was such a powerful verbiage. It was such a, a, an interesting way that they said it. The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed. The people were tired. Progress was being made. They could see the fruit of their labors, but they were worn out. Clearing away the dust and the ashes that had settled after years of destruction proved a difficult task. They were having to go out because they had been given those, those beams, the timbers from the king, Artaxerxes, but that was just to help with the stability of the wall. But those, those stones, which had been the, the actual makeup of the wall, those bricks that they, had, that they had made or those stones that they had hewn out, that was what was really going to make up the wall to keep it strong. And they had to get those stones out from under 150 years of things that had been piled on top of it. 
And they were saying, we can't do this. We're too tired. Hmm. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. So while Nehemiah is dealing with this, other people come to him, other of the Jews who had lived close to the, the Samaritans, Sanballat and all those enemies. They came to warn Nehemiah. They said, they're planning to attack you. The armies of the Arabians, the Ammonites, the Ashdodites, they've conspired together. And they're saying things like, oh, they're never going to see us coming. We're going to make a surprise attack on this wall. We're going to come into the city, and we're going to tear everything down. And it's going to destroy the progress and stop any further progress. So when he heard that, Nehemiah positioned some in low places behind the wall. And then he positioned some in higher places more exposed places. And then all of them received a talking to. So he said, some of you are going to be able to protect down low, and then some of you are going to have to be in a higher place, and, and it's going to be a little more dangerous. But here's the thing. I believe in you because we should not be afraid. we got to remember the Lord. And he said, you got to fight. Notice that he did not tell them to fight for themselves. He said, you're going to fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. He did not once say, fight for yourselves. He put the responsibility of protection of everyone else on them. Because so often, we need to be the ones lifting up someone else because if we're all doing the right thing if we're all doing our part then somebody else is lifting me up so I don't have to worry about myself I'm worried about the next person and I'm trying to lift them up because I'm being lifted up by the one who has come before me and then we see in verses 15 through the end I hope y'all are loving reading the whole entire chapter because we j you know we need context so <laughs> Here we go. 15 through 23, it says, And it came to pass, when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both spears, the shields and the bows, and the habergeons, and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They which builded on the wall, and they that bear burdens, and those that laded, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. So we labored in the work, and the half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. 
Likewise, at the same time said I unto the people, Let every one with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us and labor on the day. So neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that every one put them off for washing. Hmm. So the work resumes. After the plan of the enemy was foiled, it says that half of them built, half of them stood guard, and all the leaders lent their support. It is not clear whether or not the people took turns standing guard, but it does say that half of them stood guard, and they were armed fully. That they had put on the whole armor. That every day it was their responsibility to put on the whole armor, and that they would be the ones to keep watch and to stand guard. And it is possible that these two groups switched every so often we do not know it is not told to us but it could be that half of them were were just specifically for the guard and then half of them were specifically for the building of the wall we are told though that even the builders and the burden bearers were given a weapon to hold or to fasten at their side so there were some who had on the whole armor and there were some who were continuing to build who were holding a sword in one hand and the trowel in the other or they had it strapped to their side the work continued daily it says from the rising of the morning until the stars appeared all who lived outside the walls were called to stay in Jerusalem for the time being partly for their protection most likely because on the outside the enemy was was coming in strong but also they were told well you can work during the day and you can stand guard at night the work continues and Nehemiah said to them everyone is so spread apart but I am going to have a, a trumpet bearer here with me so when you hear the sound you come running said it may be a long way but when you hear that someone needs you when you hear that trumpet sound you come and the Lord's going to fight for us and then Nehemiah ends this chapter by saying that all that he and all those with them did not even change their clothes except to launder them that was the amount of work that was required that was the daily in and out of how much work there was to do he said, we just worked from sun up to sundown. And in in effort to protect ourselves, to keep the work going, we didn't even change our clothes. Whew. So we are understanding this fight. There are numerous obstacles that we will encounter when we set our minds to building. And this entire chapter showed us the the obstacles that we will often face. Issues occur in many forms, and each of us have our own specific set of issues, and the, the enemy knows how to attack us each personally. Now, he will certainly send all kinds of things to everyone, discouragement or difficult times or sickness or whatever. That, that happens to everyone, but he knows how to specifically needle at each and every one of us. 
But I think that we can gather three categories of obstacles from this particular story. And a lot of the things kind of fit into each of these categories. The first obstacle to building is battles. We are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. We are going to have to fight battles. It's just going to happen. You notice, again, that Nehemiah heard about the enemy. He heard about all these things. He began to plan for it. And then he says, after the plan was foiled, after everything was revealed to the enemy, we already know what you're planning to do. You might as well just stay at home. The Bible tells us that we are not ignorant of the devil's devices, but that we wrestle against things that cannot be seen. We have battles daily sometimes. Immediately when this chapter opens, Sanballat and Tobiah are mocking the work that is taking place. See, the biggest battlefield is our mind. And the enemy will gladly attack there first. Just as Sanballat said to Nehemiah, have you ever heard any of these taunts coming from the enemy? The first thing that Sanballat said was, will you fortify? Can you be loosened? Can the chains of your past really be broken? Can you really overcome who you have been in the past? Will you fortify? Will you actually really change? Because the enemy says that to us. That's a battle that we have to fight. The second thing that often the enemy brings to our minds that we have to battle against, will you sacrifice? Will you continue your service to the Lord? Will you give him the worship that he deserves even in the state that you're in? And the enemy's, oh, there's no way that you can keep on worshiping. How is God good when you're facing this? Another thing that the enemy will say to us, a battle that we have to fight, will you make an end? Do you really think that you're going to be able to complete this? Do you really think that you can finish this out? Do you really think? Do you really think you've, you've seen things fail after t- time after time after time? Do you actually think that this time's going to be different? The fourth thing, will you revive these stones out of the rubble? Do you actually believe that that dream, that your calling, that your potential that has been so long buried, do you actually think that those dry bones can live again? And then if he is unable to discourage us mentally, he will rally his armies. When a report comes in from all sides, it said that from 10 different sides, 10 different sources, they were being told the enemy's coming against you. They're making a plan. These three army nations are coming against you. When the report comes in from all different sides that you are under attack, you have a choice to retreat or to build with a sword in your hand. to put on the whole armor of God to have that sword of the Spirit 
which is the word of God. And when you feel helpless to fight, let me remind you, do not be afraid. The Lord is great and glorious. And your fight is important to someone other than yourself. Someone's relying on you to fight. Someone's relying on you to do right. Someone's relying on you. They're looking at you. See, when they're facing this, are they going to keep going? When they're, when they're faced with these circumstances, when they're discouraged, when, when they're upset, are they still going to keep fighting? And I'm trying to lift someone else up who is struggling, who's really going through it, and someone else, if we're all doing it right, someone else is lifting me up. The second thing that we will encounter, an obstacle to building, is burdens. What you are moving is not meant to be carried. I'm say, I will say that again. As I was getting through this and studying and just... The, the foundation part is always, you know, you, you read and you study and you research and, and it's, it's good stuff. But then as it opens up, it's like, wow, this is, this is really amazing, Lord. So these next two points really hit me. What you are moving is not meant to be carried. This wall had originally been torn down and burned, again, about 150 years prior to this rebuilding. In that time, no one had attempted to move, clean, or replace what had been broken. Until Ezra came about 15 years prior to this, they started the work and then they had to be shut down. So the majority of the things that had been buried still were buried. There are hurts. There are offenses. There are issues that we carry around with us that we need to deal with. Things that hinder Things that are obstacles to our progress. Things that the enemy will make us think that we have to carry around. They need to be moved, but they don't need to be carried. Because when we don't deal with it, then we stay stuck. And we're just dragging around <laughs> these heavy stones of the past... We're often burdened down because we will not examine. Instead, we bury. Often, there is a spirit of heaviness because we towed around the past instead of moving it to a place that we can build upon. See, those stones were, those stones were old, and those stones were broken. And those stones were heavy and difficult to deal with. But they built on it. And the things that have happened to us don't have to define us, but they can redefine. Because the, the idea is, yes, 
I have had to deal with this. Yes, I've had to go through this. Yes, this tragedy has happened. Yes, this sickness, this difficulty, this, this bankruptcy, this whatever it is, this has happened. But I'm going to stand on it to show that God has proven himself true and faithful. I don't have to be under it, and I don't have to drag it behind me anymore. It's something to build on. And he tells us that we can exchange that spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. So if you've had heaviness, then it's possible that you've got burdens that you need to deal with. Deal with it, move it, and then release it. You can ask yourself, are there unmet expectations? See, that that hits us hard sometimes too because... And if we don't express what our expectations were and then they're unmet and we get disappointed, well, that was our own fault. Now, if we express our expectations and, and they're not met, then that's a whole other thing to deal with in a whole different sermon series. But, but we oftentimes think, well, that person should have done differently. Well, they didn't know that you wanted them to do differently. Or that situation should have turned out this way. But really and truly, it was, it was never intended to because those rejections that we've experienced, they were, they were not a rejection against us. It was God moving us in a different direction. Disappointments, tragedies, what things are you dragging around with you? Those things in our personality that we say, oh, that's just me. It may not be. It may be a burden that you haven't dealt with. Those feelings of, of anger or inadequacy or, or selfishness or whatever it is, that's, that's, and I, we just say, oh, that's just me. But it doesn't have to be because maybe if we, if we ask the Lord to expose it, and to show us, why am I so burdened in this area? God, deal with this. Shine a light in me and clean it up. And help me to build on this. Because what you're dragging around is too heavy. Move it. And leave it there. And then the third thing that is an obstacle to our progress is burnout weariness in well-doing and the bible tells us not to get weary in well-doing but i mean we do i have before <laughs> for the first half of this project the people were excited seeing progress doing well so much had gotten done it was as if they were on fast forward We'll talk in a week or two about how long it took them to, to build the wall to completion. But, but they were just getting it done. And we wonder, why is that? You know, they, they just were so excited about it because they had a mind to work. Lord, help us. The people had a mind to work. They saw what needed to be done, and they said, yes, let's do it. They put their hand to it. 
But then, the newness of the project wore off. Hearing the word wasn't as exciting as it once was. Being in God's house took a back seat. Reading, worshiping, meditating, ministering did not hold the reward that they were expecting it to. Our unmet expectations. Well, God, I thought that that was going to turn out differently. (laughs) And because God never told us it was going to turn out one way or the other, we just expected it to turn out a certain way, and then it didn't, and we get upset, and we say, oh, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. My golly, it just didn't, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, <laughs> just, you know, earlier, right before I started preaching, like, good luck keeping on. No, it's not about me. <laughs> Lord, you know, Whatever, whatever we all need to hear, whatever I need to hear, Lord, speak to me. It's not about what I can tell you. It's, it's about what the Lord wants to say. <laughs> Their strength was decayed. Why? Because they were bearing old burdens. Because even though they're trying to do a new work or revive an old work, their strength was decayed because they were still toting around things that they shouldn't have been. These two things are connected. Because when I don't deal with the things that I need to, the hurts and the disappointments of the past, when I don't deal with this, I'm still dragging it around and I get burnt out because I'm carrying more weight than I should and I get tired and I say, I can't do this anymore. Lord, help us. Notice verse 10 again. It says, and Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. They said, we are not able to build this wall. And the the New Living Translation says, we will never be able to build this wall by ourselves. And they were right. Burnout is a real thing. It's a real thing. This is more and more of a phenomenon as the years go on. And it may have happened... Uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, but no one talked about it. You just, you know, you st- strap your boots on, you get up first thing in the morning, and you get your work done. But but we see it more and more people are tired, and they're weary, and they're discouraged. It's normal, and it's okay to be tired. If tired wasn't a thing, then Jesus would never have said, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But if we have that opportunity to come before him when we're weary and heavy laden, weighed down with burdens, and we we don't do it, or we come to him and then we drag our burdens back with us when we leave, then we've missed the point Because he says he'll give us rest. 
Oftentimes, burnout is a result or one of one or both of these things. Number one, we're carrying burdens that we should have laid down already, or we are trying to do it by ourselves. They said, we can't do this work by ourselves. That's right. If I'm trying to do it on my own, it's <laughs> I can only make it in my own strength so far. During the time of their complaint, Nehemiah is given the news that the enemy armies are working together to plan an attack. So, verse 10 says, the people come and they're tired and they're worn out and their burdens are too heavy. We can't do this on our own. Verse 11 says, then people around them came and said, we're hearing of all these attacks that are about to happen to you. So, Nehemiah is hearing from the people, we're tired, we're weary, we're worn out. And then immediately he's having to deal with outside forces coming against them. <laughs> so we're never told in the text that the load of the workers got any lighter. <laughs> or really that their plight was even dealt with. What we are told, what we do see, is that each of them was given a sword. that half of them were told, put on the whole armor. That when they were tired, when they were weary, the solution that Nehemiah came up with was, put on the whole armor. That when they're worn out and they're saying, I can't do this on my own, they're told, put on the whole armor. And that each and every one of them were given a sword, which represents the word. Each and every one of them were told, take the word with you. When you're working, when you're standing guard, when you're moving the burdens, take the word with you. Keep it in your hand, keep it by your side. Take it with you. Some were sent to build, some were sent to guard, but all were sent back to work. Don't quit halfway through. So can we build it? Yes, we can. We've already begun. But please do not be ignorant of the devil's devices. He doesn't want the he does not want this work to be completed. So he's going to send obstacles in the form of battles. Troubles may arise from every side, but remember, God is here to fight for us. And we're in this together, so we're fighting for each other. He'll send burdens. But you are not meant to carry the old heaviness of the past. You're meant to deal with it, move it, and leave it there. And he'll send burnout. Because if we attempt in our own strength and power, the best we can do is a halfway job. But we must find our strength through God's word. Continue to work with our sword in our hand. As the music plays and we pray, because again, that's our first weapon of defense is, is prayer. Just like Nehemiah, that anything that comes against us, that we pray Heavenly Father, we thank you. 
we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you never fail, that you have never failed and that you never will. God, we thank you that you see where we are. Father, that you see the battles that are coming against us physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. God, there is nothing that comes against us that is not first passed through your hand. Father, there is nothing, there is nothing that you don't already know and that you haven't allowed because we're your people and and you know, you know the strength that you have placed within each and every one of us. Father God, I pray for each person that is carrying a burden today. God, who is facing a battle today, who is facing burnout today. God, for each and every person who is struggling in any type of way. God, for the for you to just give them strength through this battle. God, that we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. We are not ignorant of the things that he would bring against us. We are not ignorant. And we know that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and strongholds. And we say in Jesus' name that they be torn down, that they be loosened, that we give you the praise and the honor and the glory that you are worthy of, that even through our circumstance that we would raise up a hallelujah to your name. God, that when we are faced with the enemy, when we're faced with difficulty on every side, that we would still raise up our hands and worship to you because you are worthy. God, give us strength. Strengthen our hands for battle. Strengthen us, God. For those who are carrying things that they were never meant to drag around, I ask for a release today. For those who have things that are buried so deep, things that are old, they haven't dealt with, that rubbish has covered up, that that clay and dust has covered, and they're satisfied because it's buried, and they don't have to look at it anymore, and they don't have to deal with it anymore. In Jesus' name, drag it up today and deal with it and get it out of there. Shine the light of your Holy Spirit into each of us, Father. Shine the light. Search us and break us and use us, God. God, I ask that each person would allow you, that each person here would allow you to search and the burdens that they haven't dealt with, the burdens that they continue to drag around and claim as their own that they would understand it doesn't belong to them, but we can give it over to you, God. And God, for each person who is tired, for each person who's weary, and we know that your word tells us don't be weary in well-doing, but God, sometimes we don't, we don't feel like we can help it. Father, sometimes we don't know. Sometimes it's just a matter of prioritizing. Sometimes it's just a matter of releasing it to you. But God, whatever it is, 
whatever it is that's causing us to, to wear out and to be tired. We just come to you. We come to you today. Because you invite each and every one of us who are weary, who are heavy laden to come and to find rest in you. Father, I pray a spirit of rest and peace just pour out in this place. Father, we just receive it right now. We receive a spirit of rest. God, we receive a spirit of rest. Oh, receive that right now. Receive that right now. A spirit of rest. Here at your feet, I lay my life down. That turn your burdens over to Him. Just receive that from Him today. That spirit of rest. Have your will in this place today. Have your will in your way in each and every life, God, because we want to continue. We want to get more than halfway through. Father, we know, we believe, we trust that you have a purpose and a plan for what you're doing in each of us. God, that you have not brought us here by accident, but God, that there is a reason. That there's something you want to do. That in this last day, that you're coming soon and you want your church to rise up and to accomplish things that they never thought were possible. God, we trust that today. We trust in your word. Have your will in your way, God. Have your will in your way. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. If you will, just stand and just, if you feel comfortable, to raise your hands and just receive. Receive from the Lord today. He is here. He is here to provide. He is here to give us the strength to keep going. He is here to give us the peace that passes understanding. He is here to give us a release from the burden. God, we accept it today. We accept your release. We accept whatever it is that you're pouring on us, God. Send your rain down, God. We need you. We need you. We just need you, God. We need you. Father, we receive joy unspeakable and full of glory. Father, we receive peace that passes understanding. Father, we receive rest that only you can provide for your children. Father, we receive a new vision. Father, we receive a revival of old vision. Father, we receive 
physical, emotional, spiritual strength. Father, we receive whatever it is that you have planned for us. God, we ask big today. We ask big today. We receive. Praise God. We give you glory. Honor. We receive answers today. We receive clarity today. We receive direction. We receive a breaking down. The walls that have been held up. We give you praise. We give you praise and honor and glory. And we say, over your people, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. And may he give you his peace. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
no, no.